0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision Let's draw our attention back to one of those key elements of our Christian faith because when we come to faith in Christ eventually we get to a point where we decide that we're going to act on Jesus' last commission and we're going to take an opportunity to tell others about Christ and early days of doing that Being uncertain and having your own doubts and even those fears of what might happen, even fears of rejection, those can be challenging things that take us outside of our comfort zone. Well, let's get some insights today into what it takes to be an effective soul winner. With Tony McLennan, who is the founder of Australia for Jesus, this is an outfit that has a huge goal. 10,000 soul winners in Australia being effective, and they're a long way along that track to achieving that goal. Tony McLennan's back with us. Hey, Tony, welcome back to 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil, for including us in your program.
0: Tony, let's talk about this comfort zone for a few moments because one of the biggest challenges, no doubt, for people sharing their faith is actually taking a step out and having a go at sharing their faith and looking to the ideal of leading someone to Christ. How do you deal with this whole issue of people with their comfort zones and actually be getting a little bit bold and doing something?
1: One of the things we do is we invite people to come to a Bringing Others to Jesus seminar. And we actually don't use the word evangelism, not because it's a bad word, but because as soon as you do, people immediately put you into a category that you have to be an evangelist to be involved, and that's actually incorrect. Uh, what What we're doing is wanting to equip the saints for the work of the ministry that is all about telling others about the salvation that is available to us from God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so in order to do that, we have to get people aware of the fact that there are a lot of mistruths or misconceptions that have been put through uh, they, they sound like they're true, but they're not one of the one of the old ones that keeps coming up it's an old chestnut is, uh, is uh, uh, preach the gospel and if necessary use words allegedly stated by Saint. Francis of Assisi. and I heard Will Graham, you know will Graham Neil of mm-hmm. course uh, will Graham actually scotched that idea by saying that Saint. Francis never said that anyway. And it, and it doesn't make a lot of sense because Jesus said, preach the gospel anyway. So we either take the words of Jesus or we take the words of St. Francis, allegedly. So one of the things is we've got to be clear that what is the job as far as we're concerned. And our job amongst the, our personal relationship with the Lord is to tell people about them, about the Lord and, and to be a witness for Jesus, not only in the way we act, but also in giving a message to others about how they may be saved. Uh, this is brought out so strongly throughout the Gospels and through all the epistles, constantly repeated by Paul, that it's actually hard to miss. And yet the church behaves in very often as if it's someone else's job. So uh, the first thing is for people to appreciate what the job is. So we take them through a very inspiring seminar called Bringing Others to Jesus, and we run that in churches, typically on a Friday night. And during that time, we show them a presentation of the gospel that they can give to anyone straight off their mobile phone. So they don't even have to memorize a whole stack of stuff. They can just flick a series of images across their phone, explain things and interact with people. And that takes the pressure off them a great deal because they're not sort of bumbling and fumbling and mumbling and wondering what to say. It's all laid out for them. So that's a great help in itself. But the second thing we do is we meet people on a Saturday morning, it doesn't have to be quite as rigorous as this, but on a Saturday morning, we meet, we meet for about an hour's prayer. And during that time, we're praying for lost souls, praying for people God's put in their hearts, praying for people in the community. And later that morning, we might go to a coffee shop and we get ready, and we might pair off with um, people who are a bit more experienced. So what, what tends to happen is that as we take people out in the field with us, they can watch and pray. So they can watch and pray and see other soul winners are a little bit more experienced than they are actually showing the way of life presentation to people on the phone. And they, they'll start to see that there's, there's no one persecuting them, there's no one um, giving them a hard time. Of course, there'll be people who are not interested, but we find one in five people are interested. And that would just surprise anyone that one in five people are ready right now to have a conversation about Jesus. So we're able to show them the presentation. Would you believe, Neil, that somewhere between uh, forty to forty five percent of the people who actually go through the entire presentation actually pray the sinner's prayer on the spot? And a lot of those prayers are substantial because we find anecdotally people coming to get coming into churches, being baptized, all that sort of thing, reports are filtering in all the time of that sort of thing happening. So the process we take people through, very, very exciting and it shows them that they've got nothing to fear whatsoever and they become more acclimatised to it. So I think it's a, it's a good process and we're seeing more and more people actually getting out there and sharing the gospel in whatever context that's appropriate for them.
0: I imagine that old terminology coming out of your shell and becoming confident to be someone who shares their faith. Is that a, a fair enough sort of a, a way, you know, a metaphor, analogy, coming out of your shell? Because not everybody is an absolutely wonderfully gifted uh, presenter, but people become very good at sharing their faith once they have that little bit of training. Is that the, what you is that what you've found?
1: That's exactly right. And it's not detailed training. I mean, there are some methodologies that have existed in the past where you had to learn a whole book and you had to learn pages and pages off by heart to be able to tell people uh, the the message of the gospel. And that was very, very hard for people. But but just by having it on your mobile phone and being able to flick through it progressively and speak to this message in a way that both the, the teller and the listener are able to participate, in, in a narrative sort of way, and in a discursive sort of way, encourages people to respond. Uh, and we, we just see the level of engagement is very, very high. And that, I think that's one of our distinctives, Neil. One of our distinctives, we don't just train people in the classroom and say, now go forth and multiply. We actually take them out and give them exposure in a way that keeps them protected from being doing it alone. You know, people do like to do things in groups. And um, the Lord Jesus knew this. That's why he sent people out two by two. And you'll notice if you ever go to the gym, uh, Neil, that there are some parts of the gym where people are sweating away with weights. Very few people are doing that. Most people are in with the group workouts, you know, the pump and the other types of workouts that go on in the group workouts. And so ours, ours helps people who want to participate, need the encouragement, want to interact with one another, and they're seeing other people who, maybe even far less talented than they are, in terms of their verbal abilities, etc. And 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 yet those people uh, are bringing others to Jesus. And I'll have to say, people looking on and say, well, if they can do it, I can do it.
0: Tony, I'm picturing you now on the street, and uh, you've got the app in one hand, and uh, you're helping someone through into a more confident place of being able to share their faith. When you are sharing your faith, there's another element in there, and that might be your own personal testimony. How significant is it for that personal testimony to come out while you're actually sharing your faith with someone?
1: Well, it can be quite significant, and, and uh, that may be something that you will sandwich in to add further proof or evidence along the way. You know, for example, I've said to people, you know, I had an encounter with God as a military officer on a military base at Canungra, not far from Bow Desert in Brisbane, and my life was completely changed as the presence of God came upon me and the power of the Holy Spirit, and I was born again. Uh, you know, when you say that, that's people then know that something real has happened to you. But I think presenting the evidence and the the reasonableness of what God has done to save us from our own sins and the judgment that is to come, and the the, the whole sacrifice and the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit in our life to give us new life those things come across far more effectively than just personal experience. A testimony is very, very good. I wouldn't resile from that, but that has to be juxtaposed side by side with a a clear presentation of the gospel. Otherwise, the person doesn't know how to be saved.
0: Well, we were getting an update last time we spoke and your goal of 10,000 effective soul winners is well on the way to being reached. In fact, last time we were talking, we were talking about 7,000 already having registered to be a part of Australia for Jesus. I mean, to be one of those 10,000, that's a a pretty significant thing. And uh, not everyone will feel led to sign up, but there'll be those listening to our conversation today who will be saying, well, I need to be part of a big movement of what's happening. How important is it, Tony, to be a part of a movement like this? Because I guess there's inspiration that comes, not only for the individuals who register, but it's for everyone who's listening to a conversation like this now to be excited about what God is doing in people's lives.
1: Look, I think it's very, very important to be signed up with Australia for Jesus because people will come out the other end having been properly engaged with and also will learn to engage with non-believers in all sorts of contexts, not just in the field, on the street, what have you. Uh, in fact, there are people who are working with us who've never gone out in the streets, but I keep getting uh, reports from them by text or by email or by WhatsApp. I led my nephew to the Lord down in Tasmania, someone will say, or I led my dying relative to the Lord. And uh, I remember showing a friend of mine who'd been through military college with me. Uh, he was dying and I uh, went to see him. And uh, showed him the way of life just over a, a cuppa. And um, uh, he, uh, he, he uh, said uh, he liked the presentation, but I send it to him. I did. And 10 days later, he rang me, said, I've been giving serious thought to what you've been talking about. I wonder if you'd conduct my funeral for me. I told him a bit cheekily that uh, only if he died before I did. And then um, I went over to see him that same day. And four days later, he died. And, um, but he died after having confessed Christ because he did that the very day I was there. So the context doesn't have to be on the street. That's just an exercise, but it's a good one because it means that there's a public profession going on, a public proclamation going on. But we're not out there waving Bibles around, standing on soapboxes. More power to people who do that. I'm not detracting from that. I'm just saying not everyone can see themselves in that bold role. But this is for people who feel a little bit sheepish, a little bit um, scared, Come and join us, be part of it and learn how God will fill you out spiritually so that you have a a boldness that doesn't offend. You'll have a a conciseness about the gospel that cuts through and you'll see an abundant harvest. We're seeing that, Neil, and it's just so, so exciting.
0: Well, so many are looking for an opportunity to deepen their faith and deepen their commitment to the things that God has called them to do. And being part of a movement like Australia for Jesus is going to be very attractive for a lot of listeners who are listening to our conversation. Let me give the website. The Australia for Jesus website is afj.org.au. That's afj.org.au. Now, people can check you out on youtube to tony the afj videos uh, if you go onto youtube and look for australia for jesus what are you likely to, to find
1: well what you'll what you'll find is uh, a, a, a series of testimonies and a film that's included there a brief message by myself and an explanation what it takes to be an effective soul winner it's only three things I won't tell you what they are, let people go online for them. And when we use the word commitment, we don't want people to be overly awed by that word. We're not saying you have to sign up or give blood or whatever. We're just simply saying, yes, I'm committed to the to, to the idea of giving people the gospel so that they may be saved. That, that's all we're suggesting to them. And then they can probe and look around and examine and, and, and mull over what we're saying and what we're doing and see to what extent they want to be involved. So there's no pressure on anyone to do anything. It's all opt-in, Neil, and that's very important.
0: So registering when you go to the Australia for Jesus website is about being connected, and you're personally then connected to the movement, which is Australia for Jesus. Let me just say afj.org.au. Tony McLennan is the founder of Australia for Jesus. Tony, thanks so much for the update today on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil. Just a pleasure to be with you on the program.